Diamond Radio. You look nervous. Nope. Not? <laughs> no. <laughs> How many of these have you done? I've done a couple of them. I've done a couple of podcasts. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just got to be me. I don't like the red light syndrome thing. I do get it a little tiny bit. Oh, really? But once I'm going, I'm going. We're talking. It's cool. That's cool. I like that. Um, so how have you been? I mean, how are you dealing with this uh, whole staying put? Because I know you're, I mean, you're like me. Like, you got to be on the move all the time. So, like... It's been a challenge. I have been forced to look at things. I've been forced <laughs> to slow down. I have been forced to adapt and change without spinning. So it's it's been the best of times and the worst of times. It's it's been crazy. It's is been it really weird? Crazy. Is is it weird to just like staying put? Yeah, because imagine you own a business where it like revolves around meeting people and like connecting people and. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's my thing. So it's been taken away and, and we've just found different ways to like get at it and get to it. Yeah, I'm happy you're still open. Like like a lot of people have closed. It sucks, you know. And yeah, I refuse. Good. I refuse. I'm in what? This will be our third year of business in February. And um, the first year was tough because it's first year. No one knows you exist. Second year was like the, the build up and we were crushing it third year was supposed to be like that oh, i'm gonna pay myself <laughs> and then um it became a much different year for me and um i think uh, in this time i've really come to accept that and be okay with that <clears throat> i consider myself now a giver of jobs nice. that i have people employed and that's cool like you know we might not be you know, we look like we're doing well, we're paying bills, like we're okay and we're gonna be okay, we'll get through it. Um, but right now my job is to provide jobs for the community. And that's, that's cool. That's good, <laughs> that's cool, that's super cool. So I mean, before I, I dive into the, um, you know, the, the other stuff, what got you into <laughs> to wanting to open up a coffee shop? Okay, and, you know, coffee like, shop was like a total accident. But it was like a blessing of all the things I did. So. My background was in recruiting, which you knew, 15 years of recruiting in fashion and um, graphic design, as you know. Mm. Um, and then for me, like I'm a huge connector. I love to connect with people, meet new people, talk to everyone. No one is ever like left out. <laughs> I meet people in elevators, at airports, like, um, and I just consider everyone I meet along the way part of my life, whether it is for that moment or for long term. Mm. Um, and so when you put those three things together, um, my best friend and her husband and my husband, we were all chatting. It was New Year's Eve. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we were like, you know, they're like, why don't you open a coffee shop? And I was like, ha, 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 ha because I was obsessed with coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot to tell you that one. And, um, they were like, <coughs> it's like everything you do and kind of sitting in that moment, we realized we were like, wow, graphic design, hiring the right people, you know, connecting the community and communicating with people, coffee, put it all together. It, that is a coffee shop. That is <laughs> true. That like, is true. 
a no-brainer. Was it was it hard? Like oh, oh yeah no no was, was it, did it take a long time for you to start once you had the the concept and then you're like fuck it let's do it did it take a while okay. or so I'm gonna was be it really, pretty really quick? Honest, oh, I want to I gotta hear this. Really good stuff. I was never really willing to take a risk on myself. Mm-hmm. I would take a risk for you. I would take a risk for my friends or my husband. Um, but I think when it came down to me believing that I could actually do it, I knew I could do it. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't stop. You know mm. this. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. But it's not, a, it wasn't about that for me. It was about pulling the plug to say, go, it's okay to go. And, um, I don't think I've ever really would have done that a hundred percent myself. I would give 50%, but never a hundred. And so my husband was like, you should do this. And I was like, eh, yeah, yeah. It sounds <laughs> wonderful. And we were dreaming about it. And I, I think I created a vision board and I had all these things going and I was like, cool. And I was ready to invest myself 50% in that. Um, One foot on the platform and the other on the train because it was scary. If I dove towards that and it didn't work, I lose, like I lose everything. Yeah. But that, that is the truth. When you, when you open a a coffee shop like this, Um, it's all or nothing. You, you have to go for it. And Ben had gone kind of behind my back. Not really. Like he was kind of like, yo, I'm going to take out a loan and I'm going to do all the paperwork. It's going to be in your name. You're just going to sign it. So he's like, I'll get everything ready. And then if you decide you want to do this coffee shop, all you're going to do is sign your name. And I was like, okay, whatever. The loan takes forever. It takes like 60 days or something. So I was like, go for it. And, um, you know, he came back with the papers. And I signed the papers. I was like, let's do it. But after I signed the papers, I was like, I'm going to keep my job. And I'm going to do this and do my job. So I get a paycheck. It's safe. That and makes he's sense. like, no, you're not. Like, that's <laughs> not going to be possible. And I was like, yes, I am. And I, I honestly really thought I was. I was holding on to that job like a like for dear life. And even towards the end, like, I was like, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay. And when I started to do the last couple weeks of getting ready to open the shop, I realized, like, no, I can't do both. It's all or nothing. So um, so that's when I decided to let go and go for it and that I had to. There, there was, like, mentally, like, there was no way to do both. It wasn't possible. That Couldn't makes be sense. in two places. No, that that totally makes sense, and and it's it's draining, you know, uh, you know, running a business and working a job, it's yeah, sucks, yeah. <laughs> and little did I know, like to be honest with you, when we first opened, it was like crickets. So I was like, oh, I could have done both. Like I would say for the first like three to six months, but what I didn't realize was I was building community and setting this up for repeat customers and. And really just focusing on like what needed to happen. Sorry, I have dogs. That's okay. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking. Um, but really, I was setting us up for the next couple of months to grow and didn't really think that that was work because it was fun, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like work until we got so busy that it was hard to juggle all the hats and all the plates. What do they say? Like, it was, um, then it became crazy. And Honestly, like during that time, I didn't realize I needed to help myself 
So mm. I got overwhelmed and um, COVID hit shortly after and it started to slow me down. And it, it actually is helping me um, nurture that piece of my business that I didn't get to build, which is the foundation. Because mm. I grew too fast. I was like tiny and then I was like, boom. Yeah. And then like, where do you go with that? Where are the systems and operations? Like, how do you go backwards and build it all? And the universe has given me space to do that, which is a blessing um, that I have this time. And it, it feels scary because it's slow and it's different and everything's been adapted. It's not the way I wanted it. It's not the way anyone wanted it. But I've just taken this time to kind of reset and hire a manager for my team and um, really start to build out the operations of the business and gut it and rebuild it. Pretty That's cool. good. So in a way, in a way, like you said, I mean, the, the fact that COVID happened, it just like pulled the e-brake and forced you to just really set a really strong foundation. So that's a good thing. I, it's a blessing for you. You know, that's yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. If it you guys awesome. if you guys haven't um, haven't tried her place, um, I remember the first time I went. Uh, right off of what's the address? I don't, I don't remember the. I know it's on in Studio Studio City, right? Me? Yeah, yeah, the the coffee shop. Oh, we're in Burbank. We're on Magnolia. Oh, Bur okay, Burbank. I don't know yeah. why I thought it was it was uh, Studio City still. It's close. <laughs> Give me one second. Um, is, is there a website? That mm. that that is what I'm not sure of. Thepalmcoffeebar.com. Okay. Uh, of course that's there's a website. Be... Don't you know what a nerd I am? Well, you know, I don't know. The last person I interviewed was like, I don't have a website. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're so popular. Why do you not have a website? <laughs> I um, live for web presence. Fun. <laughs> cool. Uh, like it's, a house it's, online. It's, what, what inspired you to, to have the look for it? Because I noticed when I went in there, it, it it's not like other traditional like coffee shops. Like what inspired you? What inspired the look? So Ben and I had been traveling to Miami every year. We, one of my really close friends had a house down by the beach and he was like, come whenever you want. And I'm Cuban. So I was like, let me get some Cuban. <laughs> so um, we were headed down to Miami a couple times a year. And um, the coffee culture in Miami was not like there's Cuban cafes and there's Starbucks. That was pretty much it. Mm. Um, some of the Cuban cafes were okay, but we actually found that this one Greek place that had really awesome coffee. Um, so we would go there every morning <coughs> and walk down and it was quite drabby. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. everything was dark and it felt like concrete and like, I don't know, it just didn't feel like the vacation that we were on. Mm. And we were like, dude, what if we had a coffee shop that felt like a vacation? Because when you're grabbing a coffee, you want to escape from the day, right? You need to keep going somehow. Like, yeah. And my personal thoughts are like, take a break, take a minute, which I don't always do for myself, honestly. Yeah, you, um, drink, you drink coffee like just water at that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but we wanted to create a space that felt good, like to get away from your job, from your life for a minute and like go somewhere that feels good not like a place that wouldn't feel like your house or wouldn't feel like your life. Like I don't get me wrong. Like I love like a minimal coffee shop. They feel nice, 
I remember walking into one on the West side one time and um, I walked up to the register. It was dead silent. There was like probably like 15 people inside. It was a pretty big one. Mm. And I was like, can I get a cappuccino? And I heard, oh, 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 like an echo. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell? And then I turned around and everyone was plugging away on their computers and there was no connection to each other. It just felt cold and yeah. worky. Ugh. And yeah. I was like, look, you can come work here. But like also it was a vibe. I wanted this place to be fun and vacation-y. And like my favorite memory of being open, I had this girl come in and she set up her DJ equipment on the bar. And she nice. had headphones. And I look over and she's just like mixing and like dancing and standing up. And I was like, oh, I love this. So wait, wait, you couldn't hear what she was listening to? She was just wearing, she was practicing. Damn. She was practicing DJing, but I'm that like, is awesome. this is the vibe I want. Like you can come here and create. Like you can come here and connect. You can come here and meet people. It's It's great to come and do some work. Don't get me wrong. But there was just something magical that was happening there that I was trying to cultivate and it worked. That's awesome. Wow. I, I've never seen anyone do that. I mean, I've seen musicians, you know, uh, with guitars and stuff, but I've never seen a DJ do that. That's, that's super cool. Just, to, just to get that vibe. You know? on our Instagram. I think it's on our save stories. Like she's in there somewhere. Wow. I got to check that out. Where's my phone? It's over there somewhere that I got to check I'll, that out. I'll Let me take it. a note. Yeah. Please <laughs> send it to me. Um, Awesome. Okay, so you've been open for three years. Uh, it, it, you know, the the vibe and everything. It is it is super cool. It it is totally different. Um, you know, I'm I'm a huge coffee fanatic myself. I I probably drink like if I had to explain how many in pots, it would be six pots a day. Maybe, oh my so. god, I, I'm dude. I I might as well be on meth. You're worse than me. Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I I'm love it. I love it. Surprisingly. <clears throat> I love Crazy. it. It's it's super cool. Um, any other any? Uh, okay, you you said you're working on a film. Can you talk about that? I'm not actually working on a film. Ben is working on a film right now. <clears throat> so all Ben. Okay. okay, um, okay. And he I'll can't ask... talk about it because it's like a legit. Ah um, uh, okay. It's well, maybe on. maybe if he wants to join <clears throat> join in another another day, I can After. question him. That'd be awesome. I'd uh, love to see. <laughs> yes. I'm working on some other secret projects. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, guys, you told me you were filming, so okay. Um, yes, I know you got excited about that one. I did. I did. Yeah, you know. You know, I'm in film. I, <clears throat> I do films now. Yeah. Well. Yes. Yeah. Let me take that back. I don't want people to think that I'm a filmmaker. I always say I pretend. I pretend to be a filmmaker. I. I no, you sound should claim it. No, no, <laughs> I, no. No, I totally believe in claiming it. No. I'm... <laughs> okay, so let me ask you a question. Am I a songwriter? Yeah. No. You're totally See? a songwriter. But this is the problem, right? Like, I, this is actually an interesting thing to talk about because we downplay ourselves because we don't feel worthy to be that thing when that thing lives inside of us. And you, you can't, like, rip it out. It doesn't go away. True. Right? It's, yeah. It, but a, a lot of creatives do this. And I think it hurts us. And no, I, I do it myself. I'm well, no, 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 no. Let me explain. I don't want explain. Ben to hear me saying this. Yeah, I... no, he'll, he'll be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, 
I, I'm totally, I totally do music in films. I do sound design, I, I score films and all that fun stuff and, and you know, audio post, right? Um, yes, I am working on films, but I don't claim to be a filmmaker because that's not where my heart is. My heart's in music still. Okay. So that, that's, why, that's why I say I'm not a filmmaker. All of my filmmaker buddies are like, you're a filmmaker. No, dude. No, no, no. Because I could stop doing that. I could <clears throat> go back to music, you know? I mean, I think we could stop doing anything at any given time. I think it comes from the heart. And as long as it comes from the heart, then so it shall be. I can't stop music, dude. I can't. You shouldn't. I can't. You shouldn't. Look where I'm at now. <laughs> oh, my God. And I think I have to get back into it at some point. You day. should. You should. Yeah. So that's the other, that's the other question. You, you've done you, you've done you have training in acting, right? No, you don't. No OK, I thought you I might couldn't act. No, I couldn't act my way out of a paper bag. <laughs> I can't even lie. So it's strictly music, music, graphic designing and fashion. And I remember yeah. I remember when you were in Doll Patrol, you um, incorporated all of that. Um, what inspired more? Was it fashion to fashion on music or music to fashion? Like what, what was, I thought they were all so connected. And I, and I honestly, even just having you say that connects them back even more because it was such a huge piece of like my expression and still is like, even right now, like I'm look, see all my rings. Like I'm like, they're all little stories. Like they have heart. They tell part of the story. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of the times when performing that that fashion piece steps in and becomes part of like what's happening here. It's mm. the visual to what you're hearing. It's the, the words that are unspoken. So it's definitely a huge piece of it. And then which came first, the chicken or the egg? That's true. That's, <laughs> they kind of just come together. I mean, yeah. if you allow them, I would say there's definitely some, some artists that don't, use it as an expression or part of their expression. Um, there's some artists that definitely like hide, but then that becomes part of their fashion. Like if you look at like Sia, right? Mm. Sia hides in plain sight. Like that's part of her thing. Like, and that's how we know of her. Like same with like Tool, right? Like we don't see Maynard like hopping around on stage cause he's not into that, but that's part of his, like in some way that's part of his fashion. <laughs> like it's part of his, appearance right like yeah it makes sense he's not appearing so <coughs> it's a choice of how we use it as a tool to express or not so, so okay th what do you like more you can't no. say equally no no you can't say equally that's bullshit what do you like more do you like music or fashion more okay so wait is is the real question like can I never hear music again or do I just am I I never get dressed I have to wear like a white t-shirt every day Oh, that's like, a good. Is that what you're? Mm. I pick um, music. I'll wear the white T-shirt. Yeah. Okay, that answers my question. <laughs> because you... music gets into your body, right? Yes. It's different. It. I think music is understanding, and I think fashion is um, expressing, right? But like strictly expressing, you can't strictly expressing. Yeah, okay. yeah, you can't take in my fashion. I mean, maybe you could if I was like Lady Gaga wearing a meat suit again or something like I don't know. <laughs> but I'm sure there's ways, but like not off the bat, essentially. Okay. Like visually you can take it, but it it doesn't it doesn't create such a feeling, does it? That's true. It doesn't. That well, no, it's not it fair. It creates it's, a moment. It creates a moment. Well yeah, but you can always look back. Uh, well it, I don't know. It's really hard because I'm being I'm 
I'm live right now, dude. I'm yelling at my sound designer. Right over here. I'm going to switch cameras so she can see you, so she can see the culprit. Oh, the culprit. There she is, right there. Oh, <laughs> now the whole world's going to see you again, Furby. Oh, <laughs> um, sorry. Caught on tape. Caught on tape. Influencers in the wild. <laughs> it was an accident. All right, shut up. <laughs> I told both of them. I told both of them if they ever, if anything like that happens, I'm calling them out on the on the podcast. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> and then they have to be on it. They're on it. They have no choice. Um, uh, what were we talking about before? We were rudely interrupted. <laughs> oh Which yeah, yeah, yeah. The chicken or the egg? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so with it's kind of it's not fair for me to say that you know one or the other because let's say if I wasn't into music, I was into fashion, <clears throat> and I saw Lady Gaga wearing the meat suit, and it gave me a feeling. And a nostalgic feeling later in life, reviewing that again and again and again, just looking at pictures, because I'm sure yeah. you're looking at pictures and stuff. So it's isn't it fair to say that individuals that are strictly with fashion have something similar to like us musicians? Like For sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. But I do think you had something when you were like the needle points stronger in, in one direction. It for uh, for, for you sure. specifically, right? Yeah. It's interesting you said needle because thread, clothes, needle. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe it goes back. I don't know. So, I honestly don't know. But I, <laughs> but if I had to pick, yeah, I'd definitely stick with music. Do you like writing songs or, or performing more? You know, I loved writing. I miss yeah. it. Um, performing was definitely fun. I love to hear a finished song. There's something so magical about like just letting it go when, yeah. you, when it's not really ever finished. Yeah. It's just it's like letting finished. it go, like yeah. release the doves, you know, like <clears throat> there is something magical about that. And performing for the first time, like a new song was like the best, but I haven't performed since 2012. No, really? The last place I played was the house of blues. I miss that place. And then there's not that's not there anymore. I and know. so many of the old venues are shut down. Like, you know, cat club. We played a cat club. They're closed. Yeah. I think they're like a pub now, maybe, but nothing right now. But, okay. um, yeah, I don't know. Everything's shutting down, and live music is. Where is it headed? Like, what's next? Who knows? Streaming for a while. I mean, that's what Streaming. they do here in the place I'm at. You know. Um, Imagine how magical it's going to be, though. Like when it comes back. Oh, God, it would be like, like a th three-hour orgasm over and over again. <laughs> I, it's the only way I can explain it. Sorry, I, I you know, yeah, don't mean, no, don't mean I to know, be crude, but I just I can't imagine. Like, I just can't even imagine it anymore. It's it, in some ways, it's kind of like if you think about it, it's mm -hmm. like being on a diet, right? You're on this diet, and you're like, you can't have chocolate, right? And all of a sudden, you're like, okay, diet's over, like. Here's the chocolate. Oh my and God! You actually have first, chocolate. You're like, what? Like, where do you even go with that? Like, how do you even begin? And what's the world gonna look like when we get back to that? I think we're all gonna appreciate things so much more. That's true. And you know, it's it's interesting because, <clears throat> like, with restaurants in the beginning, how everything was closed, uh, mm -hmm. li like literally, like you couldn't go to restaurants at all. Um, I remember the first time I went to a restaurant. And the food tasted so good. Yeah. I was like, is this fresh like or, <laughs> you know, it was, it was different. It was really different. You know, I, I have a friend that owns a restaurant 
and um i noticed i noticed a change you know from when um they were super busy to now and how just everything's changed and it tastes different taste wise i'm going off of taste um it's kind of like victory yeah you know what i mean tastes yeah. like victory it's like yeah i'm well, not allowed to be out but I'm so out. much more love right like in in a lot of ways i but i definitely think that scale has been skewed throughout this process because in the beginning there was so much anxiety that the love wasn't pouring back into the food like mm. i feel like everyone was in a very strong panic of like what is happening mm. and there was not as much care and then there became this like plateau of like this is where we're at this is where we sit now let's get back like let's find the love that we once had for this business let's find the joy and sew it back into the business let's help our employees you know rebuild what not, i know that sounds like extreme but it's kind of true yeah you know to to be able to like manage you know the heavy hit of 2020 and now 2021 um and then what does that look like you know like shifting into new spaces constantly and i think in a lot of ways personally i've learned a lot about how i use my time a lot about like what goes out um and what what how i want things to be again you know mm -hmm. like i you can put the cherry back on top like now i think it's really um a good time for a reset for everybody even like if you're struggling in your business like I, i'm still struggling like don't get me wrong it looks busy but my numbers are not the same it's just because you yeah. see everyone standing outside um right. that you know it's it's going to be a successful business again i'm not worried about it but just accepting right now that this is the time, this is a holding period, yeah. you know, yeah. for growth and opportunity and learning and shifting and all those things. And I think it's definitely been a crazy journey, but I, you know, I wouldn't trade it. You know, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm here in, in this, this area that I'm in. Um, there's just a bunch of studios and, or, you know, musicians, you might hear someone rehearse and, yeah. um, you know, I talked to, to, to the, you know, the, uh, the people that do the live streaming here and, and they're telling me how, um, you know, musicians, a lot of people don't know this, but musicians or live performers, I shouldn't say just musicians, um, people like theater. Like I, I interviewed a, an individual that does theater, um, mm -hmm. how those individuals have been hit the worst because. Yeah. They literally can't do anything. <laughs> they can't go out yep. and play. They can't perform. You know, if they do street performance, you know, they they'll get, you know, uh, a ticket for being out outside or whatever. You know, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm, right now, totally. And um, I think like and and in some way, like my business has had to adapt in a similar way because we're a takeout only. Um, so you know, my business went down almost ninety percent in the beginning. Ooh. And then it started to come back. But during those times, I had to adapt and survive it. I had employees to take care of. And for me, I was like, how am I going to survive this? Like, how am I going to keep my employees working? Like, because you can't survive in L.A. on unemployment. <laughs> and this was know. before the whole, you know, pandemic relief thing. Yeah. Um, so I had to think outside the box. And I actually, for about two <clears throat> months, became a grocery store. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> No, no, I didn't know that. Um, I was like, look, I can't make money selling coffee. No one's coming out to get coffee. People are scared. Well, but what's everyone scared about? And I talked to my neighbor 
And she was like, can you get me chicken at the grocery store? And I was like, girl, I'm scared to go to the grocery store. I was like, but I want to get you chicken. I was like, let me figure out how, like, but I'm not going to the grocery store. (laughs) So I started to hear the same things. Like, I can't get groceries. I can't get groceries. And I was like, okay, I will bring groceries. So I found a distribution company and I made no money. Like, don't get me wrong. This is not, this wasn't the time for me. This was the time to help the community. So, mm-hmm. um, found a distribution company. I got myself eggs, bread, avocados, fruits, vegetables, stocked up berries and all sorts of butter, like basics, flour. I mean, you name it, we had it. If you needed it, hand sanitizer, PPP, PPE, whatever it's called, <laughs> masks, <laughs> gloves, like the whole nine. Um, because it, you know, it was just time to figure out what my community needed me for. And it wasn't coffee. And, you know, we can't jack up prices on groceries. We want to make sure we serve them still. So we were like, please buy some gloves and grab a coffee (laughs) (laughs) while you're protecting yourself. And we made it safe for people to order online and not have to come in. Um, They could just pick it up at the table. They could call if they didn't feel safe coming out of their cars. Like, we adapted in every way. And I think like, I don't just think about what it's like to be a coffee shop person. Cause I do have other businesses that I want to run. And I do think about musicians still. So like as a mu- musician, like what would I do? How would I get through this? And I think some of the things, the questions I turned back around on myself were like, what would I want from my favorite musician? Right. Mm-hmm. So like right now I'm very like, foodie like I'm like food <laughs> feed me I don't know because I own a coffee shop right right there's a pizza place down the street called prime pizza and oh, last yeah. week do you know prime pizza I I, I most definitely do yeah, I know prime, it prime Italian well. I know I know oh my god so anyways a few weeks ago they posted like um we're selling pins and merch and I was like pins I have this like jacket covered in pins I'll show it to you later um i was like oh my god i'm coming to buy a pin like right now i was like put one aside for me and i freaked out i put the pin on hold and i went and picked up the pin like and i'm like what am i i'm like crazy like about this pin but it wasn't about the pin for me it was about being able to support someone else that's local that's small that's got the same struggle as me probably a little less of a struggle than me to be honest they're doing okay but for me it was like let me give back to my community. Let me give back to the people that I love, that the people that I want to stay. And I mm. think the question is like, how do we help our musicians? How how can our mus- musicians help themselves? Like, how can they have that staying power? And what does that look like? Like, I saw. Um, do you know Sean James? Mm-mm, I don't. Oh my God, me and Gil are obsessed with him. You need to listen to him. <laughs> he is. He is something. He's got like this bluesy, like deep, shallow voice. I don't know how to explain it. He's wonderful. Um, And, Uh, uh, oh, you're going to love him. You're going to freak out. uh, He has long hair. Yeah. I was following him and he was doing um, signed lyrics, like giveaways, like framed lyrics. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I know. I tried to get one. I didn't get one. But I didn't. He ended up selling them. But, um, but. Like they were like a hundred bucks or whatever. And you know, I think you could pop on a Netflix show and sketch out some of your lyrics and propose it to your people who support you. Like this is, this is some of the things 
that we can do. And I don't have all the ideas. Like, I'm not saying I know how to make it right or make it work. But I definitely think just thinking outside the box, instead of looking at, at yourself as a musician, look at yourself as a fan and be like, well, what would I buy and how much would I pay for that? Because that's cool. I actually wanted to get those lyrics from Gil. That's a cool angle. I didn't you know, get them. He loves them so much. And I was like, what a surprise this is be. And I was like, wow. he'll probably do it again. Like, I'll keep an eye on him. But, um, but like, it's, there's so much space there to figure out, like, what does the next step look like? Like, and how can I get myself there? How can I think outside the box? How can I not be like, you know, everyone else who's waiting? Like, what can I do to help myself? And, you know, maybe sometimes that's just asking others, what do they want? What do they want to see you do? Yeah, I I, you know? I I was talking. I had an interview with um uh this this individual that does uh, that interviews local bands and um you know we're we're kind of throwing ideas around and you know it's just like what you were saying like if you put yourself in the other person's uh, shoes and think what would I want from them you know kind of like what you did but you took the the not well not the inside of you 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 did a different angle and said hey since you're here have some coffee, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, and it's like, it's a nice thing. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't know how it went, but I'm sure people were like, fuck yeah, I'm going to have some fresh coffee from a place. Cause I'm out and about. Why not? You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it, that's, that's, what's cool. Like a lot of business are doing that. They're, they're doing different angles. They're saying, fuck it. We're not going to go down with our, our, uh, our legs up. You know, we're going to just or, or go down on our backs. We're going to just, you know, um, figure it out so that's cool yeah you know and, i also and, saw like did you see this thing that they're doing um do they have musicians do like write you your own personal song so you could buy a song i saw penn and teller do that or excuse me just penn penn Gillette do that uh the magician he he was like pay me a 100 bucks i'll say whatever you want to anybody <laughs> yeah that's cool it like, is I'm cool like, how neat is that like say you wanted to like you know write a song for your husband or your wife or whatever like it's pretty neat that you could like really give that gift if you don't have that talent someone else might like and so I was thinking like what a cool angle for a musician to kind of play that too like yeah. there's so many ways we've all had to adapt and like definitely like we're we all say like we're in the same boat we're in different boats we're, we're on the same journey right yeah. like yeah. but I think just like being able to spark ideas and help each other out and see each other's blind spots like that's why it's so important to have a community and really be able to shift through some of those things that are hard yeah you know just and, and just just having the um having the uh you know uh, not the courage having having the 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 spark you know the push to do it because i know like a lot of us are like oh, i don't want to get up i don't want to you know I don't want to do this. I'm tired. Tired of what? <laughs> you know, I will tell you, like, there was like some days I was like, I don't want to, I cried. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then, yeah. it, you know, my husband was like, it's not about you. <laughs> Damn. Like, dare you? He's like, it's not about what you want to do. <laughs> like you have all these employees depending on you. You have, I mean, it would just remind me the things I already knew. And I was like, yeah, it is not about me. And this place isn't about me. This place is about the community. So like, how can I quit? I can't. You can't quit the community. It doesn't can't. work. Yeah, you, know, it, so. you can't. You just can't. And and you know, I don't know if uh, if if some individuals can see how how much of an anchor you are. 
you know even if, even if you're not present in their lives they have no idea how you're anchoring them because you're putting so much into the community and and doing so much for yeah. individuals even around them you know because what you do is a chain reaction to everybody else i you do know? you don't you think know? about it but it's it is very true and yeah. i think yeah. in those moments where things look really dark somehow i would get like an email from like a random customer that was like i see you i see what you're doing and you're a badass yeah. and i was like oh thank you i needed you <laughs> sometimes those little emails like you don't realize like I literally write back and I'm like, I really needed to hear that today. Like, thank you. Because I kick myself and beat myself up sometimes because I can't do everything I want to do. Like I'm a mom, I've got a five-year-old child, I've got a business, you know, we're homeschooling, trading back and forth because everything's online. So, you know, it's just not possible to do everything I'd like to do, um, even with delegation. So it's like, sometimes you just have to let things be and, and that's enough. And people still see you like, and yeah. you still have to see you and go, okay, that's, that's enough. <laughs> you know, one of the most important lessons I learned from my daughter is, um, you know, uh, she didn't say this, but I learned from ob observation over the years is, uh, enjoying the little things, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, every, everything you've said, you know, how you're juggling, you know, with school and business and all that. You know, if, if you see the little, the little things that are funny or that matter, you know what I mean? That you, yeah. that some people are like, ah, it doesn't matter. It does. It, it, it makes it like the email, you know, it just, <laughs> it brings so much, it brings so much in, into your life. And that's, that's, what's awesome, you know? Um, but it's cool. You have, you have, uh, customers that randomly email you and say, yeah. Dude, you're kicking ass, man. <laughs> Um, well, because oh. I sent an email out. So I send a lot of communication like, hey, guys, we changed our hours and they can respond to it. So they responded back like, you're doing great. Oh, like, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about Sweet. your fashion, your fashion shenanigans a little more. Um, sure. How did you fall into that? Like, what was the beginning of that? How did you start? into? I mean, I we could talk um, about music, but I kind of know. Well, I guess the I, audience doesn't. <laughs> I think I got into fashion when I was younger, I had a friend that was very gay and fabulous. Those are the best. The Those be are the best. I'm telling you. His name was Marcus and he was really into fashion and he was into like the designer stuff and he would bring things to my house. And I, like, I was looking at all this like men's clothes, but they, a lot of them were really feminine and I like wanted to steal some of them. I was like, this is cute. <laughs> like, like, um, and then we started like, when I, at a young age, I was like in the New York club scene. Mm -hmm. So really just dressing up to go out because New York dresses up. New York Hell doesn't yeah, mess we around do. with sweatpants. Maybe they do now a little bit. Well, but yeah. like back in the day, New York rolled deep and we dressed up. We, we went all out. So we would like, we were like sewing costumes and making each other like crazy clothes. Like I remember this one time. So we did a clothing swap and I was like, I'll make your outfit. You make mine. Wow. And he got me like this Versace outfit. He spent so much money. I was broke. He bought me a Versace outfit and full. It was gorgeous. I, I will try to find pictures. Um, and I made him a t-shirt. <laughs> it was white. And this is before like, there were like custom t-shirts. So I made him like a custom t-shirt and it's <laughs> the front said, you know, you want to. And the back said, fuck me. <laughs> oh that's awesome I, i'm terrible I, I must have been like 
I don't know, 21 or 20, maybe not even of age, I don't think. Wow. And um, he was like obsessed with the shirt. He's like, you, this is amazing. And I was like, I think it went too far. Um, But we were just like two crazy uh, fashion obsessed kids who were, you know, I was sewing skirts and like making pants. And I, one time I made a pair of pants that didn't make it through the day. Let me tell you. Oh, really? I should have done a, I should have done a double stitch. It didn't work out. For me. I had to, <laughs> Please tell I me. Had to go. I was in high school. Were you wearing them or someone else? I was wearing them. They were bell bottom <laughs> and they split right down the middle. Oh, someone gave me a sweatshirt and I had to go home and change my pants. The, the rip was like this big. It was like one cheek to the left. It was, it was not okay. Um, so we we started building our own stuff and then we would then after the rip we were like adapting like other things to make it what we wanted so we couldn't find what we wanted in stores or we couldn't afford it so we would kind of just buy stuff and adjust it and we had some stuff i mean we we were full on and then um, moving to la the scene was very different and i kind of like had to find my own space again i wore some pretty weird stuff i mean i'm gonna be honest like i look back and i'm like why was i wearing fingerless gloves <laughs> I, I still would rock the fingerless gloves don't get me wrong <laughs> what to match like, like all the hobos why was I wearing them with that <laughs> yeah oh i, I see i see in combination but, okay <laughs> yeah so i have a pair <laughs> anyway yeah i don't know the love for creating came from fashion and then like as I got older I was like I don't have time for this like I don't have time for this shit so I just would find places that had things that I loved and a a lot of the inspiration for me personally from fashion comes from um from other people and places and things and sometimes it's like a strange one so like a lot of my inspiration comes from like when I was a kid there was a guy that was uh that hung around our mall his name was Ray and he had a mohawk, like, <laughs> like huge one, like to, like here, like wow. really high. Like wow. this man worked for it. And he was like the nicest guy. He was so sweet. And I remember like my parents were like, were like, oh, gross. Like he's, he's no good or whatever. Oh, and parents, I tell you. Then when I actually met him, yeah, I know, you know how it is. Um, <laughs> when I actually met him, he was like the kindest, gentlest, like he was chill. Like he was cool. And I was thinking, like, you know, it's not always what's on the outside. Like, he used to rock this, like, big moto jacket. And my my parents were like, oh, that scares people away. And I remember thinking, like, good. <laughs> like, good. Like, get scared. Because, like, if you're afraid of how I look, then you will never really know me anyway. Like, so um, the moto jacket became, like, a huge staple for me. Um, as a kid, and even now, I think I have like seven or eight of them. I collect them. Wow, really? Like each one of them has a different feeling and a different vibe. And for me, that's an expression of like, see me for who I am. Like I'm wearing this. I don't care what you think. Like, you know, and now they're like super popular. Like, but when I was a kid, they were an expression of like, you know, you're goth or you're like a metalhead or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to wear this because... I felt like one of the outsiders too. And this made me say, F you regular world. Like I'm not going to get a job where I can't have a tattoo. I don't want to be in a space that I'm made to feel like I don't belong because I look different because we're all different. This is crazy. (laughs) 
Yeah, it, it sucks. It sucks when you when you look, you know, um, <clears throat> I mean, for individuals that have like a rugged look or, you know, they, you know, they, they get judged really easy or, you know, even gang members or not gang, excuse me, individuals that look like gang members that aren't even they get judged, you know, and yeah, no, I totally hear totally. you. Wow. Yeah, but then it goes mainstream and then it gets weird. Like, I know. Because you're it, like, well, no, but you're like, how come little peep look like little peep, but little peep wasn't scary? Like, right? Yeah. It's like they make it okay. Like, and so, like, but that will never completely open up. That will always be, you know, the way it is. And I would hope that one day that changes, but, you know. It might. I, I, I think, I think the way I should choose my words carefully here, the millennials think, I think things will change. <laughs> um, I mean, so we always call millennials millennials, but we're actually not talking about millennials because I'm a millennial. I well, mean, you're what? When were you born? Uh, eighty-three. So I. So you're a millennial. Too. We're a millennial. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's a way. No, no. It's it. You, we're categorized as millennials from how we were born, but I'm talking yeah. about the culture, like the way of thinking, which is nothing wrong. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. It's, it's just just younger. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's not necessarily the millennials. It's the generation after, which I think is why. Right? I think and, it's no, no. It's alpha. my daughter is alpha. Oh my god, X, alpha something. Yeah, something. I think you guys. We know? don't even know. We're so old. We don't even know. Like, <laughs> we don't. Generation? We don't matter. <laughs> we don't matter anymore. <laughs> generation. Okay. But yeah. Is now. <laughs> uh, oh, it's still Generation it's Z. Slowly. I mean, it's yeah. slowly changing and evolving. I mean, even to the the point of like, you know, these kids are really into like, <laughs> what's your pronoun, right? And like. So then maybe what's your jacket doesn't matter anymore. You know, I think that's going to slowly kind of wiggle its way out and that I there hope. will be more acceptance. Yeah. I, Especially I on the yeah. East coast and the West coast. No, I totally, I, yeah, I totally hope I, 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 I love the fact and uh, one of my old ex coworkers, uh, I could say his name, Tayo. I interviewed him. So, <laughs> um, he, he mentioned how, uh, you know, uh, when he was going through school, how way of thinking is just like everything is the same. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing hearing that. It's like they don't see brands. They don't see colors. It just your people wearing clothes. You like yeah. this kind of music. <laughs> you know, oh, you're into hip hop, but you look like a metalhead. Oh, you're into metal, but you look like you're into hip hop. It's like there's nothing. I love that. I love hearing that. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful I thing. I think I grew up like that out of lack of like, like, for instance, like I didn't have like a group of friends. I sort of fit in like I had friends that were like considered like the nerds, like with the Coke bottle glasses, but I loved them. And I had friends that were like cheerleaders and cool. And yeah. I had like I was friends with the hot boys and the goth kids. And like I hung out with a I forget what they called my little group, but the, <laughs> the excommunicated <laughs> crazy kids. Uh, but, you know. I, I was friends with this circle and, and it was really quite magical because in some ways I felt like I was the connector out to all of them. Like, even if you look at them now as grownups, like I was like, Oh, I fit in with you and I fit in with you. And that's weird. But that's like, you guys all accepted me. They yeah. didn't necessarily accept each other. But right. Somehow I didn't see any difference. And like, even to the point that I was like, one, one time I was talking about like color and diversity in my school and yeah. I was like, oh, there's 3,000 kids in my school and there was like nobody of color. And then my husband's like, well, you are <laughs> Cuban. And yeah. I was like, 
oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's one (laughs) i guess yeah i mean there was more there was like a handful of us but we didn't notice that we were different like my the crew that i hung out with when i was really young was like an indian girl a filipino girl and me and i remember we were at a roller skating rink one time and this this group of three girls were coming up to us and they were going take a picture take a picture you tourists and they were calling us tourists and i remember thinking like my whole life i was always like what the heck is she saying like and then like as an adult i was like oh we all look like we don't belong here to her yeah and like i'm dark skin christine you know filipino and ratika's indian like we did like we didn't make sense together but i was i never even i never even noticed like i had no clue and i still don't notice because i don't care but like I think, you know, the the world lives two different ways, which is segregating and like, you know, not noticing. And then there's the piece that like we're aware, which is what we are as adults. But yeah. as a kid, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I don't know. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully, like it'll, it'll get to that point where you, you don't. That wouldn't happen, you know, where they're like, I mean, you can roast each other fine, but. <clears throat> when it's malicious it's it's fucked up you know and and i feel like depending on certain you know things that are happening now i feel like we're on that way to not yeah it does it does just doesn't matter you know yeah it's like oh cool you are who you are and that's awesome you know um so when did music come in so you you did fashion and stuff and oh yeah before we actually go into that did you did you just create um uh, clothing or did you model as well? No, I, I did like everything silly little like nightclub shows for modeling okay. and I did them so that I could get clothes for free. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember this one show we did at this nightclub called transit in Philly and they were like, Oh, we're going to pay you like $150, but you can keep the clothes. And I was like, what are the clothes? And they were like Dolce. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I'm here for it. So I kept this like denim jacket with this pink paisley print inside of it. And the collar was like, what do you call it? Patent leather and red. It was cool. But um, yeah, I mean, I did a little bit of of that kind of thing um, and commercial stuff, but never. I'm too short to model. Shut up. Are you serious? I'm I'm only 5'5". I'm way too short. And Baldy asked me, like, a crazy person walk. I was like, I'm going to be a model. This is fun. I love clothes. I walked into Wilhelmina in New York City. I just found their address, and I showed up. And I was like, here I am. And they were like, who are you? Like, why are you here? Like, you need an appointment. <laughs> and I was like, I want to be a model. Because you cannot do this now this would never fly no um and they were like you are way too short honey and they were really nice to me i don't think they'd be this nice nowadays um but it's just you know when i wanted something i just kind of went for it you know it's funny like i like i'm in shock because all these years when i would look at you we or we talked we always spoke eye to eye you always wore fucking heels didn't you son of a bitch oh yeah Son yeah, of a no, bitch. Always. I thought we were the same height. I'm 5'11". No. I'm not lying. Yeah. I thought I thought we were the about same right. height. Yeah, like four inch heels. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Because we always like, we're, like every time we would like tour together, it's like, 
damn, she's <laughs> tall. Like I never look because I don't look down. I'm not like, oh, you're, you know. <laughs> no. Wow. That's the trick. I well, try. I fell for it. I fell for it. Um, so when did music come into the picture? You, I mean, you, you started fashion and then music yeah. or did you do music before? <laughs> fashion and then um, I had a journal that I kept. Um, and when I was in my, I don't know, I guess maybe 20s, a friend of mine named Colleen was in my room. I don't know what she was like ravaging through all my shit and found my journal. And she was a singer. And um, she had a great voice, actually. And she... Um, found my journal and she's like, I think she asked if she could look at it, but I don't remember. I was like, sure, whatever. And so she started reading it and she's like, Joe, you write songs. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, dude, you write in like your poems are like just naturally in verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Like, do you not notice that you repeat things? And like, look, did you ever look at this? And I was like, no. And I remember she opened to a certain page and she started singing to me. And I was like, what are you doing? Wow. I think I laughed at her. And then she was like, you should look into this because you're already doing it. And I was like, sure. Um, and so she left. And then um, I started to gather all my work. And I was like, wow, this, this really does feel like songs. And when I open it and look at them as songs, I can hear them that way. And... So these melodies were already in there. Like I just didn't tap into them. Um, and so I remember I wrote my first song. I was working in a bar and I was running around the bar singing my song. <laughs> I was like, Hey, listen to this. And then I, I can't remember it now to be honest, but um, I was like, this is my, this is my song. Like I wrote it and I would sing it to people and, kind of like get a vibe on their reaction. And I was like, what do you think? I had the paper, I'd pull out the <laughs> lyrics and like, I'm just like, why am I doing this in a night? Like, this is crazy. Um, and then I started to find my music friends. You know, that's part of the journey. Yeah. And as I started to find those people, um, I had a friend who played in a pretty popular band who was like, come sing on stage with us. So like I hopped on stage, got to feel what that felt like started talking to their manager and um yeah and as that sort of like all started to come together I was like I don't know enough to do this I want to go to school so I ended up coming out to LA and going to MI so Musicians Institute um, for computer recording so that I could understand how to talk to my engineers right because I felt like oh wow you know all these people yeah. had this education which was experience that they created as musicians, I didn't have that. And if I couldn't speak about what I needed and didn't play an instrument, I had nothing. I had notebooks. So educating myself and at, at a baseline on communication was it for me because I, I didn't want to be a guitar player. I didn't want to, um, uh, to be a piano player necessarily. I just, I wanted to write melodies and lyrics. And I always knew that I needed a team member um, to work with on a collab. Like I'm a collaborating kind of person. So for me, it was like, where's my team member? <laughs> How do I find this person? You still work? You still uh, working with Gil? <laughs> huh? You still working with Gilbert? 
I haven't, but we've talked about it a million times about like. Oh, stop talking. Just do it already. I mean, you guys are like on and off all the time. Like you should just do it. Like, I mean, just like, like, honestly, you you guys have such chemistry with music. It's like we do. Yeah, no, really. There's magic that happens, like screaming at each other. Like I, I have there's this one song that we wrote. I don't know if you remember it. It's called Fairy Tale. Mm-hmm. Of and, course. Uh, I have the original recording of that song, and I live downtown, and you can hear like sirens and dogs barking, and me ab living like to what he had. Like, um, wow. there's another one called Disappearing that you can hear <clears throat> police sirens before the song begins. And then I sort of just like made it up as I went along, and you can hear me thinking. And you can like kind of feel the process of like what that was like for us writing together. And those moments were magical. Like those, that's where the magic happened. And then we, when we would put it down in the studio, like that was awesome. But the magic happened in the making for me. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, like I remember, uh, oh God, the last time I saw you guys, you guys did like an acoustic set somewhere. Uh, oh, wait, did we? We did. Uh, this was before I left town. In NoHo. <laughs> was it? In NoHo. Yeah. It was on, on Magnolia in NoHo. I think you're right. God, it's yeah. been so long. Yeah. And, and, and it, like, you can just, I mean, from day one when I first met you, like, and you guys were performing and I'd watch you guys, I probably was your number one fan. I was at every show. <laughs> and, uh, you were. I, I really yeah. was. I really was. I was, I was at every show. Um, <clears throat> and, um, um, from day one, like, like, even though you guys had the other band, no disrespect to the other members, but like you guys, you, you and Gilbert had this like musical chemistry that, you know, you, you, yeah. you, I am pretty sure you still have, like, it, yeah. it, it was pretty organic, you know? Just, yeah. It just wild. like, yeah. So I don't know. I think you guys should keep writing. Even though, you know, 30 years later, hey, you want to write a song? Sure, let's write a song. Why not? <laughs> I think we will. I know we will at some point. And that's cool to know. I, it feels like kind of like I don't have to download information to him. He just likes the same things I like. Like, we just, just works. Like, I remember he said to me, like, oh, have you ever, ever, ever heard of this artist? Um, Sean James. And I was like, no. And then I looked at my Spotify playlist and I was like, oh, I listened to him. <laughs> I was like, I'm obsessed with him. And Gil was like, no, I told you. And I was like, no, I've been listening to it already. I already know all the songs. Like, I'm, I'm like already in the same place as you. And I was like, I had no idea. And we just didn't communicate it. Like, we like the same stuff. And the influences come out so easily from both of us that it is very easy to write. That's that's hard to find. That's hard to find. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's very, very hard to find. <laughs> Um, so what got you into graphic designing? I've been doing that since I was a kid. I've been on Photoshop since like the old Macintosh computers had the little rainbow apple on them. Wow. My my dad was like an innovator in the computer space. And so we had computers really early. So I probably was on a computer at like five is my guess. And, um, like playing return of Zork (laughs) and then, learning Photoshop there and then kind of gradually just building out my Photoshop skills. Um, God, what Photoshop look, was I'm not that? even a whiz. What, huh? what Photoshop was that? Like, 
don't know. I don't know. OG? Photoshop OG? <laughs> OG. Have you I followed was... through with all of them or? Huh? Have you followed through with all of the upgrades? Like the what's what's the new Photoshop? Yeah, I still use it today. Yeah. You still use it today? I wow. use the Creative Cloud like version. Yeah, I still I have like an older version in here. I can't I, do I the Creative Cloud, dude. That I I can't. I don't know what it is. Like I I, you know, like uh, you know, I do editing and stuff, and, and well, audio editing, I, not video editing. That's why I have him. Um, and I, like all this cloud stuff, it's like no, I want to own the program. You know. I know. I used I to miss feel the that. same, but I don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. You'll get miss there. That. You'll get there. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think also it's like the program constantly changes. So if you're not using it, it outgrows you. That's true. That is very true. That's the most painful. So you just it, you just graphic design because you just you grew up with it. I think uh, I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. Things have to visually make sense for me. That's how I learn. So graphic design kind of just fell into something I do. I love to see things start from nothing and become beautiful. And that <clears throat> aspect of design is such an easy space for me already that I find it one of the easiest because I've been doing it intuitively since I was a kid. Okay. So plus I'm, I'm 2D. Like I love 2D design. 3D design doesn't work in my brain. I'm just like, I've done pottery and, play for fun but i'm terrible at it like this is <laughs> this is my thing <laughs> what is that i like it but that's it's cool <laughs> i'll buy it i'll buy it and burn some, a some incense <laughs> only a mother could love <laughs> speaking of speaking of mother you said five yeah how does it feel oh like my God, i'm getting old my child is five years old life is crazy i remember when you were knocked up I was like, wow, wow, this is really happening. This is we life. Growing up. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, how old is your daughter? How old is your daughter? Mine? 13. Yeah, old man. Exactly. Where do you think I got these gray hairs from? <laughs> yeah, that's where they come from. Uh, she, she's actually my work daughter. They're, I, I, not, no, no lie. They're identical. What? They're like, yeah, yeah. She's, what do you mean? Like the way they, they, they think, like they're very witty. Yeah, I'm talking uh -oh. about you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. The the presences repeat. You get sometimes of two of the same person. <laughs> but it's yeah, true. no, she's she's uh you know, she's doing good. She's taller than my producer, which is hilarious. Um she uh <clears throat> she you know, she's trying to find what she wants to do. She's always been a singer and a dancer. Right now she's uh with uh my guitar teacher, Seth Warsham. Shout out to Seth. Uh, he's actually teaching her vocals. Um, I think nice. they just had a lesson. Hopefully it went well. <laughs> First lesson. And, you know, she's, Tired she's all together. Yeah. She's, she's like, you know, um, been trying to figure out what she wants to do. She's done drums. She comes here. She plays drums. She's done guitar. And really? it's, it's always been singing and dancing. And I'm like, cool. I'd rather, I'd rather you do that than, you know, engineering or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, whatever she anyway. wants. Whatever she what? Not up to you anyway. It it's not matter. up to me. It's not, it just it's it's awesome. And I like uh it's really cool watching her uh just you know, she'll look at like an instrument and she'll start playing, you know, as as a musical dad here. She'll start <clears> like 
you know oh what's this do and she'll figure it out oh cool like oh my god yeah. you're just like me <laughs> just play with it That's yeah linda just perry, linda perry method right just try things <laughs> yeah and you know and and what stuck is is singing you know i brought i took her on set we we did a film recently we're doing a documentary for a a, a small business it's yes. a it's called classic rock uh sandwich shop uh here in san diego um Cute. Short short story. I walked in with my my buddy. We wanted a sandwich. We're like, I just want to die for a sandwich. And I googled it. Rocked in, and like the whole spot is just full of like, you know, pictures of music, uh, musicians from like the fifties, sixties, seventies. Yeah. 80s. Uh, well, not eighties. And um, you know, the shop owner just started. She started talking and started telling me her story, and I was like, Can I shoot a documentary? She's like, cool. she's like, yeah, so we, we filmed uh, on the 4th, actually, January 4th, and I took her on set. So she's on set wearing a mask, watching around. It's like, hey, PA, go do this. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got a little little a little film uh, experience now. So it's 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 crazy watching watching her grow because now she understands the jokes. <laughs> I thought that was the bad part. So now you gotta. Well, you know it's it's funny. Uh, you know, her mother asked me, "It's like, do you do you miss her being little?" I was like, "I do, but uh, she's she was fun. It's gonna sound wrong. It's gonna sound bad. She was fun when she was little, but she's she's super fun now because she gets the jokes. Yeah, she she understands that. I think it's the you know classic I mean? mom dad thing. Like you love them more every day. Yeah, yeah. She's always like, I miss when she was little. I'm like, nah, let's party. <laughs> <laughs> and she can come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. That's, it's that's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's 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 uh it's kind of weird life experience watching them grow up because yeah, you terrifying. start it, it is. You start realizing, oh shit, I'm getting older. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Stop growing. Stop it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the perks of like owning a business is like I have these young kids working for me and like I'm like I realize how old I am. I'm like oh, I have no idea what they're saying. Like words are coming out and I have like one employee who's like in the middle of our ages and so I look at him and I'm like, "Oh, what are they talking about?" And he'll like <laughs> interpret. He's like the interpreter. <laughs> I'm like, what did they say? What does that mean? And they're like, oh my god, like, it's it's full on. Because my my little guy is still small enough that he doesn't know what's cool or like what's not cool. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not getting the 13 year old data that you're getting. <laughs> I've been very fortunate because there's probably been maybe 10 percent. It's fair to say 20 percent actually where she'll say she'll say the new slang and i'm like what the fuck did you just say yeah and she'll explain it to me and i'm like <laughs> that is the stupidest thing i i, I can't talk <laughs> i say so, that's disgusting when it's cool you know but yeah, she explains like, it to me something in there yeah yeah but she she explains it to me and i'm like okay but so i'm kind of you know I'll, I'll be one of those hip older dudes <laughs> i know? thought i was going to be that and then this one time i was you know these kids like they shorten everything yeah like Yes. Right. So I, I thought, oh, I'm going to like say something to them. I'm going to shorten it. So, um, 
I said, congratulations, like this Saturday was our best day ever. And then I deleted best day ever. And I was like, BDE. <laughs> and they were like, what did you say? And I was like, I, what do you mean? And they were like, you can't say that, Joe. And I was like, I have no idea. So I Googled it. And BDE does not mean best day ever. What does it mean, Joe? I mean, <laughs> what does it, it mean? Big dick energy. That's right. <laughs> I learned. <laughs> But I like was like so mortified. I was like, oh, I have no idea. Like I am so embarrassed. Like but at least they told me and didn't just like let me keep going. And but so you I'm know, like, I need to watch. But you know what though? It's 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 fun. It's cool to to experience that. No, no, to, <laughs> no, no. To experience that because because you experience that. You know, it's like fuck. I experienced what my parents experienced. You know, yes. at one at one point in their life, you know. <laughs> I know. Do you remember that? I feel like it was yesterday. I was like, "Mom, God," <laughs> you know, where you're like, "No, God. stop looking at me." <laughs> Why are you I'm, listening to what I'm saying? It's not a new piercing. I swear. I've always had it. <laughs> My grandma would here. do that. My grandma would be like, "Hey," in in Spanish, she'd be like, "Is that a?" What's what's going on under that shirt? Nothing. Lift that shirt up. Oh, fuck. You got a tattoo? To the head. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I had the chancla and she would throw it. <laughs> oh no. It was terrible. Coming it, was, for you. it was terrible. <laughs> Good times. Good times. So any plans on getting back into the studio? Maybe. I actually okay, so I have I, this is a secret. <laughs> All right, no, I, I won't tell person, anybody. But I have a friend. That's like a legit songwriter. And I was going to see if she would give me some music to write to so that we could like collab on a song. And then who knows what would happen with it, but just for fun for me. And I'm like, I'll, I'm going to save up for that <laughs> and figure out how to do that. When her. that happens, um, I want you back on the show. <laughs> okay, cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. Something, something will happen again. And like, honestly, I just, I miss writing lyrics and melodies and, you know, I forget. It doesn't really go away. It's like riding a bike. Like now, the songs are just like for a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I have songs about Julian, like random melodies that I sing to him. So there's one that I'm like, Julian Mackay Milliken, Julian Mackay Milliken, oh Julian Mackay Milliken, and then I fill in like whatever I'm feeling in that moment, like. I love you so much, or whatever. But like, it becomes like children's songs for the moment, <laughs> and that's, then one day it will be back again. Do you? Okay, now I'm gonna throw some ideas out there. I don't want to. I don't want to intrude. I'm oh, not intrude, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Okay. You play music at the coffee shop, right? No. So I mean, we. So towards the end, we were having live people come do outside shows. Oh, oh, but you don't have a radio going? I mean, we, we're we not, we're right now we're in takeout capacity, but. Um, normally, we normally. Well, why, why can't that system. be your music? Just have it your music playing. No. Yeah, and then you can have, <laughs> why not? Dude, you, you talk about the. wrong. No, check this weird. out. Check, no, 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 check this out. Check this out. Here's an idea for the future. It, you have your own music playing, right? <clears throat> but you, happen. it should happen. Stop it! Stop it! It should happen. You have your own music playing on loop, right? But
But then you sneak in some local bands, some local musicians oh, in there. Cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm down with that. But but yeah. you got to have yourself in there because you need to start. <laughs> I'd somewhere. love to put like a Spotify local situation going on, but we're not open yet. When we open back up, I'd love to be thinking about what that future looks like, how to get more music in there. I think uh, we had who did we have come play? This boy named Tommy Reagan, <coughs> young kid, super talented. Um, and then uh, what's Cynthia's last name? My songbird. I can't remember her last name off the top of my head. Anyway, we had a few people play outside, and that was super fun. Um, so really just being able to figure out what the future of music looks like at the Palm Coffee Bar. We'll, we'll see with that. They can't do happens. that. They can't do that now. They can't just kind of like chill and play. Would, would, you, would they get in trouble, or would you get in trouble? Yeah, they would, because <clears throat> technically they can't even be hanging around outside. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's LA. But coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon. On the list. On the list. We'll get back. I gotta, I gotta stop by next time I'm in town. Um, Text me before you come so I can be there because I'm. This is my office, and sometimes I'm here. I will, I will. I'm, I'm normally there. Uh, yeah, how often do we go to LA? Like every other month. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm normally there every other month filming for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm doing some more filming. So you know what? Fuck it. I'll make a day. Just come see you anyways. You know where to find me. Give yes. me a warning, though. Give me no. a warning. No. Come on. You know how I roll. <laughs> you know how I do this. I know. Last time I was, like, literally leaving town. <laughs> I know. And you were, like, <laughs> showing up. And I well, I had, like, an Uber. You're like, what the you fuck, like, dude? <laughs> you were like, hi. And I was like, what? Why didn't you say? I'm like, ah. And I, like, think I gave you a hug and said bye. I was like. Yeah. Yeah, I hung out with Ben for a minute. And he was kind of, like, telling I me. I think we were going place. to Texas. Were we going to Texas? No, you left. Ben was still there, I think. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to Portland. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Ben that was, was before pandemic. Before yeah, pandemic. Oh, I was. Damn. Either way, yeah. I'll stop. I'll let you know. I'll let you know ahead of time for sure. Um, okay. I'll but yeah, if you guys, if my musical endeavors <laughs> expand. Hell yeah. Again. So if you guys are in town, go to Palm Coffee Bar. Uh, I totally recommend it. It's takeout only right now, right? We're going to take out only right now, but yeah. one day. Event, it'll change. Uh, websites, uh, Uh You can check it out on on the descriptions that we have. Joanna, you rock. Thank you for doing this. I wasn't yeah. that bad. I didn't torture you that much. No, you didn't torture me at all. And I've, I learned of a new musician. Shout out to Sean James. Oh, <laughs> you're going to love him. I probably will. Text me. You have my number. Same number. Text me after you listen to a couple of the songs. You know what? My number changed. I had a stalker, so I got to give you a, a new number. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Let me uh, right. actually. I'm gonna text well, you here. Now. You just text me because my number's the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to text you now. So. Okay, cool, cool. Um, <coughs> Joanna, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. I miss you so much. I wish miss I could fucking too. have your it's virtual hug. <laughs> this thing? Oh, it's terrible. It'll work. We try. All right. And then uh, check out the description below, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye.